Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Fanatical Elves Show, part of the Elves Network. We are a bunch of wild and crazy Cleveland Browns fans, bringing you all the latest in Browns news. Tune in now. Welcome to another evening of the Fanatical Elves Show. We are coming to you from all over the globe. And we've got Steve, we've got Elliot, we've got myself here, and we are so happy that you are joining us on this Thursday evening. We have Pittsburgh on the horizon on a Monday night football game. We can't wait. We're pumped up. By the way, I like that intro music. I think we have some of the best hyped music coming into our show. We've had a great week of shows already this week. Steve Gill up there has done the Dog Pound South show. He he's killing it every week. He he had an extra pregame show this week with the before the Browns slaughtering of the Cincinnati Bengals, which is awesome. Uh, Elliot down there, he's he's bringing it every week with the shades. He's miss he's mystery man. He's got uh, the Browniacs. He and uh, the left guard Joel. Did a, had a great show the other night um, on the Browniacs. I think that actually came out this morning. And he's got some um, extra uh, visual effects, uh, visual graphs that he's going to share out tonight about the uh, Pittsburgh game. So we're excited about that. So it's been a, a week of um, euphoria. I was uh, on a, a recent podcast with the uh, Pittsburgh Steeler Network, part of the Fans First Sports Network, and Jeff Hartman. And his first question to me, was about as being a Browns fan, how excited are we? Are we really that excited? Are we expecting to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers? And how exact can you get a, a temperature, a gauge for what the fan base is feeling like? And I 
started talking to him about this. And I said, well, you know, it depends on the day. I said, you know, that on Monday, you know, Tuesday, <laughs> I was still drying out, but we were in euphoria. But then I happened to read the stat line that this afternoon someone posted that it's been since 1991, the Pittsburgh Steelers are 20 and oh at home on Monday night football. Holy crap. And my, <laughs> so um, my, now here's the thing beyond be, besides all of that. And the fact that the Browns could be going to two and oh again, like they did last year. They were, they could have gone 2-0 last year, but they were a minute 56 away from that, and they screwed it up. Well, this year they got an opportunity to do it again. The thing is, if, you know, are we there? Or is this euphoria going to carry through? Is our defense that great? I want your thoughts on this, Steve, you're coming from us in a mysterious place. You're traveling on the road. Tell us a little bit about that. And what are your thoughts on the question that all Pittsburgh Steeler fans like Jeff Hartman have about our Browns team this week? Can you hear me? Uh-oh. Did Steve freeze up? Yeah, I can hear oh. you. Oh, okay. You're coming you in and out. Uh-oh. I'm breaking up. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me now? So what are you? Yeah, I can hear you thoughts? great now. Steve, what are your initial thoughts on the whole 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 week coming up and the big game against Pittsburgh? Well, um, as a, as your average Browns fan, um, I'm happy, but um, a little cynical, a little suspect, you know. Uh, they haven't won in Pittsburgh uh, since uh, Tim Couch was uh, uh, quarterback. Um, yes, and they haven't gone two and zero since uh, Baker I believe nineteen. Well, twenty twenty, they did win. No, the that was game. a playoff game. Yeah, right. this is regular, regular season. season. Okay. Yeah, and they haven't gone two and zero since I believe nineteen ninety three. So hey, Browns fans are very happy as, uh, with the performance against Cincinnati, but these are the Steelers at home prime time. Steelers are angry because they got humiliated by the San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and the, uh, Browns are starting a rookie right tackle, mm-hmm. which I expect TJ Watt to hover over all game long. Unless yes. they can convince him to move to the other side where Jedrick is. And he was the best thing I could say about him against Cincinnati is he was pedestrian. <laughs> so mm. uh, the coaching staff is going to have to try to protect these two young men. Mm. Um, so we'll see what happens. I mean, you know, Cam Hayward's out, but they still have Highsmith. This is still mm-hmm. a good defense and it still mm-hmm. scares me. So mm-hmm. that's the way a Browns fan should feel. Yes. I thought it was very interesting before Elliot, I'll let you go here in just a second. At the end of the Browns contest on TV, I rewatched the game after I finished drying out from being there at the stadium Sunday. But even <laughs> the commentators at the end of that national broadcast, they had a, a panning of the crowd and they said, even Browns fans, even though they're very excited they they are they're Browns fans and they know like not to get super over the top excited. So I thought that was an interesting assessment made by an outsider 
talking about us Browns fans. Elliot, what do you think? Well, yeah, Browns yep. fans should never, ever be overconfident and especially should never, ever be overconfident against Pittsburgh. Never be fooled by Pittsburgh. I don't care how many talented players we have, what the point spread is, no matter what, we expect a close game and a really close, hard-fought battle. Yeah. Uh, it's impossible to predict confidently that the Browns are going to win this game. I'm, I'm not going to go out on a limb and say, oh, yeah, the Browns are going to easily win this game against this. I will never say that. Never, never, yeah. never. I think there's very great reason for optimism in this game. I think there are places where the Browns' talent level exceeds Pittsburgh's. I'll say that. Mm -hmm. But you can throw all that yeah. out of the window because this is a division game. It's against a rival. And strange things happen, but footballs bounce funny ways in these kinds of games. And I expect it really to be a big dog fight. I mean, it really is. Um, well, let's, ne never never yeah. be optimistic <laughs> against this. Deal. Yeah. Just were, you were you surprised by the outcome of the 49ers-Pittsburgh game? I'll just start with this by saying, and Elliot, if you want to ask, uh, re answer that first, um, Jeff Hartman from the Steeler organization talked about how San Francisco and their coach plays a very a different game and a style, and that he had a long time to prepare to play the Steelers, and he had a long time to push out various things that were different that the Steelers aren't accustomed to, and that he said with in relationship to this Brown Steeler game that these two teams know each other very well. The cut they know, I mean, these players, the, the coaches, so there isn't going to be a lot, there aren't going to be a lot of surprises. Elliot, what do you think? Well, it sounds like excuse making for the Steelers against San Francisco. <laughs> San Francisco is just a really dominant team. I did expect that the San Francisco 49ers are very, very dangerous. They can beat anyone in the league, let's face it. Sure. So, no, it's not surprising that San Francisco beat Pittsburgh. It is surprising anytime one team in the NFL dominates another team that's a surprise so yeah i was surprised by the level that san francisco dominated by but i yeah. was not surprised that yeah. san francisco beat pittsburgh by any means i think now, that when, when our colleague joel talked about he he talked to jeff on his show the what the elf was that and he told jeff that he thought watching film of pittsburgh that a lot of these things that Pittsburgh did that went wrong could be corrected. So that's why he thought that this game, and like you've already speculated that this, this game against the Browns is going to be a, a, a hell of a dog fight. Haha <laughs> dogs. <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. I, I, I still believe uh, just as Steve pointed out that the Pittsburgh defense is very, very powerful. Mm -hmm. uh, I never really thought that the Pittsburgh offense is super special, but I think that they can win a lot of games. Yeah, low scoring outcomes. I don't really think there's anything to be ashamed about if you win a game 17 to 15. I don't. Well, see now, <laughs> Elliot, um, I'm going to give you my. I'm going to. I'm going to hold everybody in suspense. But I, I gave Jeff Hartman earlier from Pittsburgh a a uh, rather interesting uh, prediction on the game that blew his mind um, at the end of his show. So I'll I'll share that at the end of our show. But uh, I'm sorry for cutting you off there, Elliot. What were you? Oh, okay. 
Yes. Yeah, if you, if you like, I could break down the Steelers' offense against the Browns. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, do Steve. That. Yeah, let's do that, Steve. Let's. Uh, any thoughts as, as we're pulling that up here? You want to share that, uh, Steve? Any thoughts again on anything else that you want to elaborate on from earlier? Well, well, I, I know that the uh, Steeler coaching staff is going over the tape of Jim Schwartz's defense. Yeah, uh, I really don't think if they went over. Uh, the tape of the Browns offense, they're going to see anything because of the, the way the weather was. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ball was really heavy. I think uh, Kevin Stefanski has already proven that he can go week to week and change the offense. And I have full confidence mm-hmm. in Jim Schwartz is going to throw uh, a few new wrinkles in every week. So yeah. um, I agree with Elliot. If you just look at this, uh, the Browns team is is got more talent than the, the Steeler team, but you yeah. never can yeah. take the Steelers for yeah. granted because they have Mike Tomlin as their head coach, and he is yeah. one of the best game day coaches you, in the NFL. Not to, not to change his props. Um, Elliot, do you have your props up, or are you trying to post yeah, are you them? Seeing, are you seeing the uh, screen no, I, with the I, two uh, lineups against each other? Uh, for those no, who are, I'm, I, I'm not, not yet. I don't, I'm not oh, seeing not, it yet. No, not seeing it was, it? no, it was there and then it disappeared. So I'm not sure yeah. if you disappeared. Well, yeah. Hmm. If you want to add it back in right on your again. end. Okay. So, <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. You got you it. got it. Yep. Okay. There okay. we are. Can you, okay. can you see that Elliot? All right, there here we go. go. So if okay. you're watching, if you're listening on the audio here, if you're listening to our Fanatical Owls Network on Apple and Spotify. We love the fact that you're hitting that follow sign, follow us along so you never miss anything. So Elliot's got some graphics, some amazing graphics here showing the Browns and the Steeler. Uh, yeah, let me just explain Browns, what yep. this is. Uh, yes, please. This is based mainly on pro football focus uh, where we've got the Browns defense at the top of the page and the Pittsburgh Steelers offense at the bottom of the page the color coding uh dark blue means that they're superstars green means that they're above average the yellow means that they're average and the orange means that they're below average red means that they're really below average we don't have any red in this picture at all there are no players on either team that are below average Uh, but you'll notice that on the offensive line for pittsburgh there are some orange circles uh, some green in the middle, but the Browns' defensive line has blue boxes on both ends yeah. and bright green on uh, in the middle for uh, Shelby Harris. Assuming that he plays, we have a question mark there. Due to injury. Yeah. Dalvin Tomlinson, and these guys are very strong players. So the Browns look like they have better personnel uh, to match up against the Brown or excuse me the Steelers' offensive line. So there, there is a potential there that the Browns should dominate, should penetrate, uh, and that's going to be a problem uh, for Kenny Pickett, who I've nicknamed Kenny Small Hands. You're sorry about that, Kenny, but I couldn't resist. <laughs> now, what I th- what I would say though is that if Kenny gets the ball airborne, they do have options. Uh, they're down because uh, Deontay Johnson has a hamstring injury, but they've got this kid, Calvin Austin, from the 2022 draft. He's 5'8", 170, 
Memphis. But the thing to be aware of is he has a 4.32 40-yard dash time. He had Absolutely. a good game. He had one guy that had a good game against San Francisco. So I don't know what we're going to do with him. Uh, good take. We have good take. George Pickens on the other side, and he's a very good NFL receiver. Allen Robinson was a 1,000-yard receiver for the Chicago Bears a few years ago. Yep. And Pat Fryermuth is one of the top tight ends in the NFL. So if they get the ball airborne, they can do some damage. Also, I should mention Najee Harris is a very good running back for screen passes. So that's really the question, I think, is that uh, they're going to have about two and a half seconds to get the ball in the air. And if they do that, they have the potential, perhaps, to challenge the Browns secondary and also the linebacker core. Oh, Penny small hands is really the key in all of this. I mean, will his small hands grow or will they no. say, or will they say small? <laughs> Cause if they say small, like you're suggesting here, then I still think that the Cleveland Browns defense has the upper hand, <laughs> upper hand, get it? Oh <laughs> uh, yes. Well, okay. Anyway, <laughs> Kenny is not in my mind a star quarterback, but no. I also believe, you know, my opinion, which very few people share, is that you do not need to have a star quarterback to win if you have players surrounding that quarterback who are very good players. And I think that they do have targets for him to hit. They have a good running back in Najee Harris, a very special running back who can run and he can catch the ball. The real question is that do they have the ability to hold off the Cleveland pass rush and give him time to throw? The cliche is that if you give a quarterback time to throw, he's dangerous. Does Kenny is Kenny going to be dangerous on Monday night? That's really a big question for well, me. Well, how did they beat us? Uh, re remind me because I'm trying to go back in my mind with last year's game when they went to Pittsburgh, correct? Deshaun Watson was playing. They lost that game to Pittsburgh. Can somebody remind me how that went down? Steve, what happened there? Do you remember? Uh, bad defensive secondary by the Cleveland Browns. That was the uh, question. Post, yeah. George Pickens caught a touchdown pass with nobody near him ah. uh, in that game. I, I mean, uh, Joe Woods was uh, your typical Joe Woods defense. Um Mass confusion in the secondary. Yes. Uh, which I didn't see uh, um, against the Bengals. So yeah. uh, these guys were playing mostly man-to-man. -man, yes. And they knew their assignments. I mean, when, well, Grant, yeah. when you hold T. Higgins to zero catches – so that's pretty damn good. Yeah. Do you, Steve, do you think because I mean, that was this is another question that was asked to me. Tomlin, Mike Tomlin, really spoke highly of our our cornerbacks and how dominant they were against the Bengals. Do you think that that, that was, was a, a little bit of a shot? Yes, right. <laughs> that's what, like, like be ready because I like what Elliot's suggesting is that if small hands can get the ball airborne, that they've got a lot of weapons. This Calvin Austin kid from Memphis, uh, pretty good player. And George Pickens, you know. Yeah. I, I have faith in our secondary. I said that I had faith in our secondary against the Bengals, and mm -hmm. I have faith in our secondary here as well. Um, yeah. Okay. I, I think um, I agree with Elliot that uh, if uh, Kenny Oshkosh Osh, Osh, Bagash 
gets the ball out. And I call him that yeah. because that's where he buys his gloves. Yes. Um, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I saw some film of the uh, San Francisco game. And even when the wide receivers were open, he was throwing behind them, over yeah. them. Yeah. So let's let's put the pressure on. Let's get into yeah. uh, Kenny Smallhand's head and see what he does. And I, I'm <laughs> sure Jim Schwartz <laughs> is going to dial it up. Uh, Elliot, final takes on this one. Do you have another graphic? Or- yeah, I do have another graphic. Um, I, I think oh, I've right. said, said my piece. I'm I'm skeptical about the secondary because of their performance last year. Even though I think they're very talented, I thought that they. They're all trying to be Troy Palomalu, gamble and go for interceptions, and a lot of times they guess wrong, and I thought that hurt them a lot last year. We'll see if mm. they've got that fixed this year. They certainly did against Cincinnati. Let's see if that carries over against Pittsburgh. And, uh, okay, here's another graph. That's, this time it's got the Browns offense on the bottom and uh, Pittsburgh Steelers defense up on top. There's two blue boxes for the Steelers, Minka Fitzpatrick, who did not have a good game last week, by the way. Uh, So, you know, this blue color represents his stardom from last season, not from last week against the 49ers. Also, did you you color these in? By the way, did you color these in for us? Yes, I did. I definitely did. You did did. an excellent job of staying within the lines. Yes. One of my many skills, in fact, yes. (laughs) Sorry, Elliot. I just had to to say something. Okay. Yeah, I know know that you're an educator and you can appreciate the skill. I do. I see all sorts of stuff. Excellent take. J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt was uh, number one among NFL defensive ends, according to Pro Football Focus, last week. And he's about – the top three for the year last year. I don't remember exactly where he finished, but he and Miles Garrett were right up there. I think Miles Garrett might have been number one last year, according yeah. to Pro Football Focus. Uh, Patrick Peterson had a lousy game last week, but I still gave him a green box, even though he's getting a little bit uh, long in the tooth. He's still a, a very talented football player, in my opinion. Yeah. We um, uh, don't see Cam Hayward. Instead, there's Alex Highsmith, who's a very good player, but Cam Hayward would be a a blue box, uh, a possible future Hall of Famer, but he's injured, and uh, that changes things for the Steelers. Now, they've got Larry Okajobi. Is that our former Larry Okajobi? Yeah, of course. Yeah, Larry Okajobi is uh, somebody that uh, went to the Bengals. He just likes the, the AFC North. And now uh, he's, he's with the Steelers. The Steelers now. Oh, boo. And uh, yeah, he played with the uh, Steelers last year. Yeah, he's he's been a pretty good player. Um, wow. Not a superstar, but there yeah. he is. There was he's, some hope that maybe he'd come over here to Cleveland, right? At one point. Yeah, when it's a contract year, he's great. Well, I don't know that he would fit in a, you know, remember at the time, uh, we thought that we had uh, a real star with um um you know we had uh uh the uh oh help me with his name the uh um brownie uh jadavian Clowney, the cleveland brownie oh yeah we didn't think that there would be a role for ogan joby uh Clowney in the lineup so that's why we didn't really pursue him 
Well, just um, after yeah, week one, it just seems so much better. Uh oh, are we frozen? Are you there, Elliot? I'm here. I hear okay. you fine. But, okay, uh, great. I think Steve. Yeah, I, I, Steve. I, I don't. You know, we liked Ogan Joby, but then I guess we were sort of down on him. Let him go, and he did much better at Cincinnati than he did in Cleveland. So yes. that that was kind of a you know disappointing to fans of of uh, Ogan Joby from Cleveland. We missed him. And he just really lit it up in Cincinnati, and then that carried over to right. uh, Pittsburgh. But he's not really, you know, a superstar talent. He, you know, he's a very credible right. defensive end. Um, and he's in a a three four situation in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. which I don't know really plays to his strengths. But anyway, there he is. They okay. have some real talents on defense. Yeah, they had a lousy game. Uh, last week we don't think yeah. that that carries over for the whole season yeah uh, we'll find out okay the browns have uh, real talent super talent at joel batonio's position at guard and then yeah. nick Chubb at halfback deshaun watson did not have a great game so i've given him a light green um, oh okay um, i think that he's clearly better yeah, and Kenny Pickett. Um, he's got Najoku to throw to as a tight end. Yeah. Donovan Peoples-Jones, very credible wide receiver, yeah. and then of yeah. course Amari Cooper is very, very good. I I thought about giving him a blue box, but I looked at his scores at Pro Football Focus for last year, and he really wasn't at the super no. top of his. He wasn't like El- top. Five Elliot, one, yeah, point. Elliot. I want to ask you. So one guy that's not on that list for the Browns and offense is Marquise Goodwin. And I think the Browns are going to do this again, maybe with a couple different play sets, but they just missed on two really nice play options where he burnt his defender. And if Deshaun Watson didn't underthrow the passes, I think we've got two touchdowns there. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm he's a very talented guy, but he's second yeah. Definitely, he's second. Oh, string. for sure. Yeah, no, I had, no, 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 uh, no. Yeah, he was on yeah. the he was on the field for ten plays, and like John said, um, you know, the weather played a factor. The ball is heavy when it's wet. On one play, he had a sure touchdown. Yeah, definitely. I mean, well, at least beat one. Yeah, safety in the corner. I mean, he just blew past him. Yeah, okay, yeah, but, and, but he, he's not Amari Cooper. He's not Donovan Peoples-Jones. He's not yeah, – but, 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 uh, but he's been in the league a while. Yeah, I like the kid. Yeah, no, he, he is. He's very credible, but yeah, he's, okay. he's, not a, he's not a green box guy. Uh, uh, every, think, team, every team needs four or five good wide receivers, but they're not all yeah. green box guys. Okay. He's, he's not yeah. going to get 800 yards for the Browns. Elliot, so final, <laughs> final thoughts here on, on this – Graphic. We're going to pause for a break after you. Um, any final well, takes here? Yeah. Well, the Browns look like they have better personnel versus Pittsburgh than they have against us. That's what it looks like on paper. The Browns probably deserve to be, I think they're two point favorites, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It's yep. Two, two and a half. Yeah. Close game. Pittsburgh has the advantage because they're at home. Uh, I would not expect this to be an easy game for the Browns. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do think that the Browns are going to dominate the line of scrimmage when the Browns are on defense. Yeah. But I also think that once once they get the ball in the air, that yeah. they could have some success. Yeah, so definitely. I, I, so I think a lot of sacks and a lot of long completions. That's what I okay. think. 
Well, we're going to pause. This is the Fanatical Elves Network, the part of the Fanatical Elves show. We're going we're gonna to come back. We're going to talk about a couple other things here um, as we lead up to Monday night's game, including those awesome alternative uniforms. And if they're going to give the Brownies any kind of advantage. So this is the Fanatical Elves Network. We're part of Fans First Sports Network. We will be right back, folks. We are back. Thank you for joining us on the Fanatical Elves Network. Boy, those are some great commercials. We, you know, you they you work. are helping us. We are growing our product because of you. We're growing because you Browns fans. And every day I meet somebody new. I live in the Columbus area. And I mean, literally, probably Steve and Elliot, you could say the same thing. We're meeting people every day. All you Browns fans. There's so many bazillions of you Browns fans out there. And we're sharing, I share to them about our, our fanatical elves uh, podcasting and it's just awesome. I give them and then they look it up on Apple and Spotify and they're like, Oh, this is awesome. I'm like, yeah, share it with your Browns friends, share it with uh, your family members. We, we are, our downloads though, after last week's games game against the Bengals shot up dramatically again. So we're, that's because of you guys. And we're, of course we're giving away awesome stuff. Like we gave away, the Browns t-shirt last week. we got another great prize coming for this next week. I actually thought about sharing it today, and I might even do that tonight. So if you're listening, I might have another giveaway that we might give away for Monday night, right before the Browns game. So stay tuned for that. Check us out on Twitter or the X. And uh, we'll, I, what we need you guys to follow, we've picked up, I don't know, Steve and Elliot, probably about 60 new followers just in the last week and a week and a half. Wow. So that's wow. really good. That's awesome. We, we appreciate that. So, um, all right. So let's talk about these uh, Monday night. Uh, kind of let's just do our final. I know we're like about 30 minutes into the show. We're not going to stay on too much longer, but we want to get these guys takes. I want to ask them about the alternative uniforms. Uh, the Browns are going to be in an all white uniform and helmets I want to see if that's an advantage for the team. And I'd like to know, uh, well, after we talk about that, we'll come back and have kind of our final assessments and maybe game predictions if you want to give us one. So, Steve, let's start with you. What do you think of these all-white uniforms? I love them. I love them. Love the white helmet. They were oh, practicing yeah. today with those white helmets and white jerseys. I love them. I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to look really good uh, on mm -hmm. national TV. I love it. Will it give the team an advantage? Will there? I well, I have a follow-up question to that. But, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I mean, can you think of? Okay, get, let they, me, might, they might get more hyped up because of it. And, yeah. Um, let me ask maybe. you this, Steve. Yeah. Okay. So I've mentioned this on my Johnny Cleveland show a couple times. Like you know, when the uniforms came out, like when you put on something special or new or something, you know, you feel a little different, maybe a hop in your step. So uh, can you think of something that, um, uh, something you like to wear? Um, obviously you like, like to wear Cleveland Browns gear. Is there something, uh, besides that, or just Browns gear that you, that you really, really love to wear like around the house or when you go out, can you think of something that you just like these Browns are going to wear their white uniforms? What do you think? Have you got anything that you like to wear? That's pretty cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, if I get something new in the mail, uh, mm -hmm. 
um, new hat, new, uh, I was really pumped when I got this, uh, hoodie. And, oh yes. Uh, I but, love that. Is that new? Yes. Uh, uh, well, I've had it for a year. I got it last okay. year, but nice. I, uh, I haven't had a hop in my step for about 30 years, but uh, <laughs> if, if I did, I might, might hurt my hip or my knee, but, uh, yeah, I can understand the, the new uniforms. I mean, they're already practicing in them. Yes. I mean, you know, last year when they did alternative uniforms, they didn't practice in them during the week. They're no. already practicing in them. I, I love that. Yeah. Mentally, mentally strong. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Elliot, yeah. what do you think of the new uniforms? And can you tell us afterwards then something that you like to wear that makes you feel kind of cool and special? Probably that hat. Yeah. Well, I, I was thinking, I was thinking the shade, but... hat, the glasses, orange tie, yeah. the brown jacket. You know, that's something I want to wear to help the fans identify me on YouTube. It's very simple. Yes. Yes. Um, well, and my, and my I, mother, my, my mother loves you to di dearly. Well, I Pat, love you. Pat watching tonight. That's really Pat, very, well, very I know nice. she's watching tonight, but we'll make sure that she, she hears what you have to say here. Ellie. Yeah. Maybe I'll, I'll have to get a white jacket, I guess, for, for the game, <laughs> I guess. Oh, there uh, you go. But yeah, you know, I think there was a time when the Browns had their white uniforms at home. Mm -hmm. And so I hope that they do have the white uniforms, the new white uniforms for home games. I don't know what their plans are. For they that. are. They are. Yeah. yeah game I think six. that's great. Yeah. Yeah, yep. I think we, it's great. Six. Um, yep. Do it. Go for it. Uh, I think it's, it's uh, something that I think gets the fans pumped mm -hmm. and the fans are worth three points. That's, that's documented. So, yeah, yeah it, it does mean something. The fans do mean something to the outcome of the game. It's it's well known, well established. Yeah, it's part of uh, the adrenaline that goes yeah. into the game. Yeah, so it, it must mean something. It, and mm -hmm. I think you can probably quantify it mathematically. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm really um, in favor of things like that that promote yeah. the game, that make money for the team. Go for it. Do stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, the fans are really excited this week, and I, and I, and I know you know we're all going to be geared up and pumped up. Monday, Monday's going to be the longest day of our lives as we <laughs> as we wait for that eight eight twenty kickoff. But there are actually two Monday night games, which I forgot that they do that sometimes. There's an earlier game I think that starts mm -hmm. at seven, um, and I'm assuming that that's going to be on ESPN, and then. The Browns and the Steelers game comes on at eight o'clock or eight twenty. This kickoff, eight fifteen, something like that. Yeah. yeah who are the other? Who are the other two teams playing? Anybody know that off off the top of their head? I want to say Carolina. Uh, that, I, think, uh, I don't know. Um, but they, I guess they do that sometimes. But uh, it should be a great evening of football. Lots that we're gonna, you know, we'll have our pre games this weekend. We'll have our additional shows. Um, we'll have a post-game reaction. It'll be a late post-game if any of you uh, gentlemen want to join uh, me uh, on that evening. Uh, we'll see where we're all at. Um, but uh, lots to yeah, look forward to. Saints Let's at do Panthers. Saints okay, at Saints Panthers, Panthers 7-15 on ESPN. Oh. Rounds at Steelers 8-15 on ABC. Okay. So final thoughts, final takes on what, what to expect for Monday night. Also, before I, you know, we'll, uh, yeah, just let's do this first. And then I want final takes. And then, like, if you want to give us a game prediction, 
you can. I'm going to give you mine after you guys speak. So, Elliot, you want to go first? One massive adrenaline hit for the whole evening. It's just unbelievable. Monday Night Football does that. Yeah. It's just going to be incredible. <laughs> yes. Good. Any final prediction on the game? What do you think? Well, I look for the Browns to win. I think mm -hmm. NFL football is unpredictable in general, but I would mm -hmm. say that the the uh, I don't have a complaint with the uh, the line of uh, two points. I think that's probably pretty accurate. Okay. Cool, Steve. What are your final takes? And you want to give us a prediction? I know you don't like to give predictions. Well, if if you're going to break um, a bunch of streaks, like they did last week, first yeah. home opener win since 2004. Yeah, I think this is the team to break a few streaks. Mm -hmm. um, I like their right, attitude. Like yeah, I, li I like the the fact that the the coaching staff has them focused. Yeah. I, you know, I, I just, uh, the talent level, uh, I agree with Elliot on, uh, almost all of his, uh, graphic. There's maybe one or two I might disagree with, but I understand sure. his reasoning, which is sure. solid as always. Yes. And, um, I agree. I mean, if the Browns are going to break a streak, this is, this is the team that could do it. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it, the only thing, like I said, that scares me, it's in Pittsburgh prime time. And they're pissed. And I always so say that's that, the only yeah. thing that scares me. But uh, let's hope they're two and zero after uh, Monday night. I I said too many times as a joke, but that the Steelers could bring down their their hot dog vendor from the stands, suit him up in a Steeler uniform, and they'd probably still win. With um, in the past, in the past, okay. My prediction is it's going to be a hell of a game, and it's going to be a track meet, and the Browns are going to win. 36 to 33. Oh my Boom. God. <laughs> Boy, you That's don't believe it. Deep deep in, blow your minds. Did I blow? Okay. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to our show tonight. We love you guys. We love the fact that you guys support and us and your loyal Browns fans. And you know, as well as we do that we are, we're going to beat this freaking Steelers on Monday night and we can't wait. So go Browns. We'll talk to you very soon. We got many more shows coming up on the Fanatical Elves Network this week. Make sure to subscribe on Apple and Spotify. And I'm going to be posting a new giveaway tonight. So stay tuned for that if you follow us on the X and Twitter. Take care, everybody. Go Browns. Go Browns and the Steelers still suck. Yeah. <laughs>